Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, we are joined by Karishma Patel. Karishma is quite interesting. She holds a PhD in psychology from Columbia University. She's also in business development at HLW International, where we know each other from. And she is also very involved in charitable efforts, which, as you know about myself, I am as well. So I'm very excited to have her on today. Karishma, thank you for joining us. How are you Thanks doing today? having me, Jack. I'm excited to be here. I know. We've been talking about this for a little while, right. huh? Yeah, yeah, you came up to happening. me. It is. It is. And you had come up to me at one point, and you were like, I got to get on that podcast. I was like, you know what? We do have to get you on that podcast. So we're making it happen today. And uh, I, I'm really glad we are. As I mentioned, you know, I think you're the only, you are the only person I know who has a PhD that's in the business development world. Um, so, so why don't we get right into it? You know, um, did you always want to get your PhD? Was that something you aspired to do, you know, throughout your life or as you went through academia, you just found the value in, in learning more and developing yourself more like that? Yeah, I think I always had an interest in people and I was always in roles all throughout school and my career that were hospitality based or client-facing, um, so that that aspiration just grew naturally, and it all fell into the way. It wasn't necessarily something I strive for, but it, it worked out, and a lot of people are like, oh, are you like the girl from Billions? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, as much as I would love to be, that's not what I do, but I find the application to be very relevant in our universe, ironically, even so we're in business development, sales. Um, my career was always real estate focused and people focused and always a little bit of art focused. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a perfect tie-in of all those things. And I was always given the space in all of my work or jobs to pursue my degrees. It wasn't a form of being held back in any of the organizations that I worked for. So I was very lucky in that sense to be able to achieve it. That is lucky. And what's nice about it too is being so people-oriented, and, and that is what we do. We deal with people across New York City, across the world, across the country, um, to understand how they operate. And everybody is unique for the most part. Everybody has their quirks and their tics and what they like, what they don't like, what they are happy about, what they're you know sad about, so on and so forth. To understand that about people and to create those relationships with them through that understanding makes not only life, but also business, so much more rewarding. Yeah. And when you can do that at a deep psych psychological understanding and level, it, it becomes better for you. So you were re you were working at HLW while you were also getting your PhD. I was. While you were there, while you were doing both, did you find as you were developing, you know, your, your knowledge in, in psychology that it helped you, you know, in your in your profession, not only from the people side, but also from the strategic side? Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I always had a background in sales and working with different clients, so people focused. So that, I always had an understanding of how people worked, but understanding the more psychology aspect of it, it was so applicable, mm -hmm. even in our day-to-day -day interactions and what makes people tick, for lack of words, or what makes people want to bond with you and create those connections. And there's so many of us right. in the industry. A lot of times we see one another three, four times a week, and it's it's exhausting. Uh -huh. it, I, 
And a lot of it is because we're putting on these personas of these salespeople. And I always tell people, the people that you're going to work with are people you like, the people you naturally gravitate to that share your values, that share your interests. And so everyone else, they'll always be there to call on. Um, I think early in my career, I met someone that gave me some really good advice. They were, have groups of three. Mm-hmm. Um, human beings, are we don't do well when we have a lot of choice. And so having those intimate groups really lets you strive in terms of building the intimacy and building those connections. And everyone else, of course, they'll be there. But, yeah, I, I think it was very interesting being in a space of design and architecture. We do have an in-house strategy team that I always called on as well once in a while for just ideas and to see what they had to say in terms of the tie-in. Um, they work essentially in the preemptive design phase. So they go into spaces and they'll ask all the questions that we want our products to be. It's what makes your employees happy? What do you mm-hmm. see of people? What makes people want to come in? Where is your office? What's the amount of plant life in your office? What's the amount of sunlight in your office? all these different different aspects and we'll do surveys and research and ultimately we want to build a space that's conducive to your employees because it's we spend so much time at work like we were talking about before we see each other three four times a week sometimes we don't have time for our family whatever you do where you work you really have to love it and so we want to create spaces that people love and yes it's it's all a great tie-in of having that understanding of people not only in the sales aspect, but through the lifeline and through the whole product of building out our spaces. Right, because you mentioned we see each other three or four nights a week, but we're doing the business development aspects of things, right? And that's a lot of networking and, right. and meetings and lunches and you know things like that. Mm-hmm. But when it's more of a you know company job, organizational job, a lot of these people are working on different projects or in different areas where these projects can be very you know, long uh, periods of time, six to 12 months where they're working on something, program managers, um, positions such as that, where where they're doing this work together, it has to be valuable. Because again, if not, nowadays, after the pandemic, people just don't go to the office or they'll go somewhere else. You know, you know, they can go to a, uh, they can go to a coffee shop or or a shared workspace or or anything Mm -hmm. such as that. So, Creating that environment, that functional environment that makes the space a place where they couldn't get it anywhere else, whether that's, again, like you said, you know, plant life or um, sunlight, even technology-based and, and the, the aesthetic of it all, how it looks. Right. That was so important. When I was at Indeed, you know, we did those, those type of uh, surveys and, and understandings and interviews with with employees to to help understand and it was it was very long and we did come up with you know certain standards that allowed us to create those but it's so important from a psychological aspect if you're going to be at work eight hours a day for now three to four days a week sometimes five that's 40 hours of your week what is their total like 128 hours in a week or something like that that could be wrong too many yeah too many right (laughs) (laughs) um too many so uh, I think it's 256, but um, it's a thing. And like you, you only have so much time to be with the people who you care most about. And in some cases, the people who you, you do work with, you do care a lot about. And it's because 
you find you share th- you share those similar values. When you were talking about groups of three, mm-hmm. when you when when you said that, do you mean um, people who who share like th- this three people share the same values, so to speak, or, or what do you mean by that? I would say within our industry, three people, but whoever those three people are in your close group, they probably will share your same values because those are people that are going to gravitate towards you naturally anyways. Um, It's usually someone from different elements of our industry, so a consultant, an architect, a different type of consultant, um, or project manager, whatever mix you want to have. Right, yeah, (laughs) moving. Um, So, yeah, mix of someone from the different industry parts that make up our world, but the people in itself, it's, it's uh, you like you said, when you're building out spaces, it's it's not a one-week, two-week process. These are long build-outs, months, years and years sometimes. You're really, you're married to these people yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, though. these are real relationships that are not, and you can't just keep dry and professional because you'll hate your job. You'll hate every day. <laughs> you right. have to... You have to enjoy it, and you have to build those intimate connections with everyone that you work with. And every single person will have a point of relativity, right? No matter who you're with, you can have a million things different about you. There will always be something you can connect on. There will always be something you share in common, and that's that's going to be your connection, if not multiple points of it, but that'll be your connection. And it's, it's important to n- understand that and let that relationship thrive off of that and not to compare one to the other because each one's so unique. Um, yeah. And that is what it is, too, as far as when you're building those early connections, it's developing that trust, and that's what it is. You, you, you First, what you do is you find those shared common values, which draws you to somebody, and then what happens is through those shared common values – you begin the relationship. You you notice that you like this person. You like working with them. You have a you have a sh- shared common goal or common value that you can both derive off of in order to work together to a common goal. But then once you start, you build the trust, and that is grown through coming through for that person. Right. You know, and, and and when you ask something of that person they're able to come through and do that good job and and show that, okay, not only do they say that they do things the right way, but they've shown it to me as well. And through that process, it's just continuing, continual, and that's how it (coughs) grows and and builds. And it's it's so important too. And, And what's also tough is that trust can be broken in, you know, a moment. Um, and uh, that's something that I'm always very cognizant of and, and very aware that I need to always make sure I do my best for everybody because all it takes is one instant in one person and the whole, you know, house of cards will, 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 will snap down. Yeah, I, it's, we don't give a lot of people a lot of grace. Mm-mm. And we need to do more of that, most definitely. And it's, it's a culture of self right now Mm -hmm. and that's great self-care is so important but we forget that we're tribal creatures naturally we want to create community we want to create family and homes and communities that relate to us and make us feel welcome it's 
it's very important to understand that it's not not everyone is going to always share every single value. We want to try so hard for everyone mm-hmm. to be everything I believe right. they must believe. A mirror every, image. Yeah. yeah. I am different. Yes, you're different. Everyone is different. And so that grace comes with that understanding of that each person has their individuality. And so how are you going to make it work? Um, not everyone communicates in the same way. Not everyone works in the same way. So having grace for and giving people space to accomplish the work at hand or sh- show up for you, like you said, that's it's one of the greatest ways people build connection. It's It's people that follow through on their word and are not and you can you can count on yeah that's so true it's yeah that's that's how you build so much connection well what's also interesting about it is what you just said as far as the concept between tribalism and individuality because you said we are tribal creatures we need others we need our family or that close unit or that you know group of three if you will uh, you need that. However, though, individuality, specifically in American culture, is so important, you know, that we're able to be ourselves, so to speak. And that uh, journey... We feel that we have to conform in right, order to exact, belong to something. Right, and which Not in the last 10 years, yeah. in the last 10 years, that has really shifted, you know, for specifically minorities and women and, and people... You know, from that background, there was a certain way you had to do things um, for a long time, and and specifically in business culture, too. You know, uh, whether it was dress or appearance or communication, uh, there was a certain way you had to do it. And in the last 10 years, that's really changed, which is great. Um, But... There's too many rules. There are too many, well, too many silly rules. Too many rules that are, are based off of just... One person that had too much power. Exactly. Set a standard. Exactly. And so the rest of us try and conform right. to it, even when it doesn't feel natural or comfortable. Right. <laughs> I don't want to dress this way. I don't want to have to talk in X, Y, Z way and call it professional right. under that umbrella. That's not. The most genuine connections I've ever built are when I'm just me and when I'm just open. And those people continue to show up in your life and thrive in your life. And you don't ask things from people, right? In our world, we think, oh, you do one favor, you return a favor. Right, it's cyclical. It's, right, and it comes back to you naturally. You do someone a favor, it returns. Oh, Jack put me in contact with XYZ. Who am I going to think of when I have my next job up on hand? Probably Jack. Absolutely, (laughs) and see though, Again, from a psychological standpoint, we're so afraid to ask a lot of times, yeah. you know, um, at least me. Um, you know, I have no problem just doing like, you know, like I just go and do and and I am, I'm, you know, moderately big on karma. I do expect yes. it to come back. Absolutely. Um, but I don't really ask a lot. Like, I mean, sometimes I do if I know <laughs> if I have a good relationship. When you need to, yeah. Right. Exactly. But, like, you know, I don't ask nearly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because and I, I'm the same way. I do believe in that natural, karmic, whatever you want to call it. And there, that energy does exist. Right. It's it, not even on that level, but it, it's just how people work. Right. We want to do good to the people that do good to us and think of us and show up for us. It's 
It's just how it works. And so when we cut people off so easily, we don't give them that grace, we're cutting ourselves off to opportunity. But you're not getting that job because you're not giving people time. And I think in the world of sales, we a lot of us have grown to have that patience and right. that understanding, understanding of yep. this relationship is going to maybe take me 20 years mm-hmm. or whatever it may be to get anything out of. But I'm not going to give up on that. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's, and it's worth it. Yeah. Because getting back to what you were saying, too, as far as individuality, you want to be yourself. And the people who accept you for who you are mm-hmm. are the people who you want to stick with no matter what, you know, because they see the value in you from a personal standpoint that builds professionally, which is so important because it's, it is a long practice, but they see a uh, potential in either yourself or anybody else that they believe that someday this is going to pay off. And that's the thing. We're relatively young in our, in our careers. We have a long way to go. You know, so the, yeah. the, you know, God willing, we all stay, stay with it and um, are around for it. You know, we'll, we'll be working together for the next 20 years or so. And like, you know, we're, I, I say often, I guess maybe I'm getting out of it now, but relatively uh, a preteen at least in my, in my professional career. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I've been working for 10 years now. Um, so still, I'm a 10 year old professionally speaking, yeah. you know, and like that's uh that's relatively young, uh, and, and I've done a lot of different things, so it's not like I've even been doing the same thing for 10 years. So to think of that and remind myself, think of yourself psycho- psychologically when you're 10 years old or, you know, 13 years old. You're still learning all your cognitive Literally, skills. Literally, right. You're <laughs> figuring so much out, and you don't even know who you are yet. Absolutely. You know, obviously, as an adult, you should know who you are, but professionally speaking, you're still, you're, you're not even close to reaching the full potential of your career, the stride of your career, you know, when you're 10 years in, unless, of course, you've been doing the same thing for, for that 10 years, and even still, it's not like you're going to be retiring in another 10. Which we don't want to do the same thing, and that's, that's the thing, even as adults, the most, I mean, the most interesting people we, I know still don't know who they are right. or what they enjoy. Takes a or long they, time. And that's the thing. We reinvent ourselves constantly. Mm-hmm. We learn mm-hmm. new hobbies. We learn new things that spark our interests. And that's, that's a part of building connections and making those personal and business sales and connect, like relationships. It's, it's being able to reinvent, reevaluate yourself and better yourself in whatever terms you think that is. In, in business development, mm-hmm. what would you say, like, psychologically <laughs> is one of the more th- important things somebody could do on a consistent basis? You know, like, as from, a, from an evaluation standpoint of either themselves or the people around them, you know, what's something they can do consistently that's going to help them to continue to grow? Um, so one of the best ways you human beings in general build connection is is through service and through servitude. It's when we go out into the world and we, we do something transformative and positive. We impact someone else's life, an organization we, we believe in or support, um, just doing good for the world. And that when you go out with someone and make change in the universe, it builds connections that are strong, so much stronger and so unparalleled to, oh, let's catch lunch, let's cry, catch a happy right. hour. 
we will cancel those in a heartbeat. Um, and you see it all the time at our in our organization and in our industry. We build a lot of our events around charitable, you know, different charitable organizations, and that usually brings the whole town out, which yeah, I love. I know because everyone wants to be a part of that, and it's it's just their natural calling. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh, as you know, we both know. We both do a lot of, of different charitable things. You're involved with St. Jude's, right? I am. Yeah. What else? St. Jude's, um, our IFMA uh, diabetes organization. I do that once in December every year. Um, and even personally, I try and do things that are outside. I know you're involved in the Boys and Girls Club. Big Brothers, at, Big Sisters. Big yeah. Brothers, right. So I, I try, I do that as well in New Jersey. Um and other organizations that sometimes speak to me, such as FFE, which raises charitable funds for children in India that nice. cannot afford to go to school but are very high performers. And so when it comes to, right, our personal and professional lives, that's something that human beings just, we bond over and we all can come together. And those are things we remember afterwards a lot of times. We don't remember the lunch, what we ate, whatever. We don't, half the times we have the same conversations with 10 different people. Those, those moments and those events are impactful and resonate. Absolutely. The main reason I find being is that it's tangible. You know, it's something that you do and you see a repercussion for it and typically a very good repercussion. Uh, We just had in our event last week for IBD pros, international business development professionals, which, uh, thank you, it was. And it was like the first time, I think, in our industry, at least as far as I've been in it, where we did it at a comedy club and we raised money for an organization associated uh, with with comedy and laughter saves lives. And I think we raised that night like close to $3,000 for them in just one night, which is like great. And there wasn't like a huge like fundraising push. It was all done through ticket sales and then, you know, on-site uh, 50-50s and, and uh money spent there yeah so more than happy to do it when it comes to those exactly and like it was a ton of fun and like you know a way to connect with everybody see people and it it was all for good which was which was really great and laughter exactly that's the thing that's the thing it's probably after servitude (laughs) the top one of the top 10 i measure i measure myself and when i see people yeah do they smile when they see (laughs) me You know, if they smile, yeah, it's, you know, uh, thank you. (laughs) Um, But it's, if, if I, if I see somebody and they greet me with a smile, I know that's, I got a good thing going there, you know, and that's something I always aim to do. Um, And I'm usually smiling with them. So like, again, if there's a, there's a happiness that we bring each other and that relationship. You want to keep it. Exactly. And you always maintain that. And you can tell if they don't, too. Like if, you know, you walk up and whether it's whether it's my fault or somebody else's, I'm going to take the time to find out, too. I'll be like, what's going on? You know, and again, because we've established that that value and trust over the months or years, whatever it may be, I know that they'll be willing to tell me and I'll do what I can to help. Uh, And and that's always the case. Um, But as far as the charitable organization goes in servitude, it is so important that, that so many more people get involved. And, and what I find, too, is it's far more prominent in women 
you know, women are uh, maybe because they're naturally nurturers. Empathetic. Yeah, exactly. Empathetic, more understanding in that case. But I, I do find it's it's far more often women who are willing to do more for yeah. in servitude and stuff like that. I, I try to get more men to do it. Absolutely. Um, and and they do for certain things, but there's always an aspect of business around it. Uh, yeah. If if there was, you know, <laughs> they they choose to be out. Right. Otherwise. Yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. So it's, I hope there is a biological element of naturally that plays into where who shows up and why. Uh, we can't help that, but we can we can inspire. And a lot of us we we adapt to our environments and our culture and the world that's around us, right? And so for men, that's the same thing. They'll when they see this and they see it on a constant basis, they'll be a part of it. And after a while, they will also feel the benefits of it, which a lot a lot do. I know you do. And it, you try hard to share that with p- fellow brothers and gentlemen in the industry as well. Yeah, I do. And, like, that's one thing. When it's all said and done with Big Brothers, Jamiques, he's actually 15 uh, in eight days. Wow. I know. And um, I remember I saw you post on social media, which <laughs> I love that you try and use that as a right. pillar for right. inspiring those connections and inspiring that change in the world instead of, hey, check out my outfit. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it can be such a powerful tool, um, social media and the Internet, if we use it in the right ways um, and arm people and inspire people to, to do better and do good and connect more uh, there's it's very important to have your self care, but but we need to. It, we are we want to bring people together, and that's that's our whole world, and that's our whole job is to connect and build those genuine relationships that are genuine. Absolutely, and social media is so interesting too because obviously we see the bad side of it with uh, you know d- d- depression and, and and things like that, but it it, it can be a tool mm-hmm. for positivity too, um, and. Like you Not said, exactly. Self-validation. That's what I was going to say, you know, is like looking to see how many likes you can get or, you know, feeling validated through those likes, which I think we all do from a psychological standpoint, not even by our own fault. It's, it's simply, a natural hit. It, that's what I'm saying, a hit of dopamine. Yeah, but there's a conscious level of cho- like understanding that we need to keep when we use it, utilize it, of course. And I think of where it's better for us. We know a world, a time and a life before it. Um, where a lot of kids now, it's all they know, it's all they've known in their life. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah, and so I, I try very hard to educate, especially younger peers, to use it for good and right. use, it as, use it as a tool to connect in positive ways. And it's, it's great, great how many likes you got, great, beautiful outfit. But <laughs> where was ha- did one at least one person call on you, oh, hey, what's that organization you just posted right. about? That's so cool, let me be a part of it. That's all you need is that one at the end of the day. <laughs> right. And see, I think that's what people think about me. Like I post stuff about Jamique and, and being a big brother for like my own self-validation. And that isn't the case. Like I couldn't right. care less about that. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm doing. It's not like I need you to tell me, you know. No. Um, but yeah. like. Uh, <laughs> There's but a lot of moments I <laughs> don't put as well. Right. right? That's I'm a sure thing. don't share. Exactly. Of course. And. um. I just really want people to see that it's not like I'm really not even doing that much, you know, like I'm taking them to some Knicks games or to the movies or to the park and stuff like that. And it's like a couple days a week, 
Um, and if just I could get one person, one guy, yeah. to sign up and go through the process, it takes a while. Yeah. But like that three would three to six months. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know. Um, PSA. It, it it takes a little while, but it's worth it. And you know, you can change the the course of a young person's life who desperately needs it. Um, so hopefully we still got three years left and even still, I might pick another that'll one up after. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> it'll, it's, I'm sure that'll be a relationship that'll go away. Oh yeah, definitely. Nonetheless, definitely. program or not. Right. Yeah, right. for sure. No, he's, yeah, I tell him all the time he's stuck with me. So, <laughs> um, but as far as that concept of self-validation. We were, we were talking about this before, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about like the, the concept of self specifically as it applies in business development and sales. What, w- did you learn anything specific about that in psychology in terms of like self-identification? And we were talking about individualism before too, yeah. you know, how people go through that journey of self-acceptance, um, it's, it's hard. And like, again, we were talking about the, the comparisons of being a 10 year old in the industry and a 10 year old in life. You know, a lot of people really don't start to figure themselves out until their late twenties, like, you know, thirties, a lot of times it takes a long time. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I mean, in our industry, we're, we're pretty much a walking brand, right. right? Whoever you work for, you're a reflection and image of that company. And we get so discouraged a lot of times when we meet people that don't like us or don't respond to us right. and has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with you. The natural energy and those people you connect with will continue to gravitate towards you. And it's, it's a learning that comes with time and it's a learning that comes with the experience. But being able to accept that you will not connect with everybody and you don't want to connect with everybody. You can make, you can say hello and be cordial and have those relationships like we were talking about, but you will not be best friends with the whole mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. and that's how it's, how it's meant to be it's it's those people that you you do have relativity with that you want to be around and they want to be around you and they'll want to work with you and so when we're walking around and being being a reflection of our brands so oftentimes we have multiple people from our companies that have that are in those sales positions and so who the people that connect with me may not be the people that connect with my coworker right. from HLW, and that's okay. There's no that's that's the point. It's it's being able to have that in those individual relationships and connections, and be able to bring in work through your personality and through yourself and whatever that is. And you don't need to to conform to the rules of speak in a certain way or dress in a certain mm-hmm. way. There's there's a natural flow to it. <laughs> Would you say that self-confidence is one of the more important aspects you can have as an, in a business development role in the sense that you believe that you will make it work eventually? Yes, yeah. eventually. The patience right. game, right? right? It right. comes in again. It's it's having that confidence and that grace and that patience and that willingness to continually follow up with someone that you haven't seen in a year, t- five years, and that's okay. That's mm-hmm. it's it's a part of our world, and we we adapt to it, we learn it, and we become good at it over time. If you're if you're good at this job, you have to become good at it. Right, <laughs> you, you have do. to be good at the patience game and giving people a lot of acceptance, a lot of grace. Yeah. 
Yeah, you really do. It's a long game. I was saying that last podcast with Brian. It's just a long game that we're playing, and you have to accept it is that, but you also have to have the confidence and also the fortitude and the desire, hardworking uh, attitude to move forward. You know, I think self-esteem as well. Um, you, you have to be willing, even when it's not going well, to believe that you can do this, you know, and, and that's so imperative to, to continued growth. I wanted to ask you some questions on ALW as well, because being as impressive you are and, and as intelligent and thoughtful as you are, you really probably could have had your choice of, of places to work. Why did you end up at, at HLW? What was it about there that, that you enjoyed the most and thought yeah. this would be a good place for you? So like I said, I was actually completing my degree when I joined HLW. And a big reason why a lot of people did ask me, are you planning to stay now that you're done with your degree? And it was almost a natural yes, because, again, it goes back to they gave me that relationship. They gave me that, that support to complete my degree. They gave me that space to grow. And so they built that trust. And so I give them that respect and my presence and my efforts back. And that's a huge reason why I decided to stay, not <laughs> not to mention all the other, have, they have great design and have great work ethic and a great place to work that I like to actually show up to. But a big reason goes back to those human connections and the relationship of they gave me X. And so naturally, it makes me want to stay. It makes me feel welcomed and comforted to be in a space that allowed me to grow and know that they want me to continue to grow and support my growth and paving a path that's only going to help me strengthen where we are. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that gets back. We were talking people to people. But when you speak people to business, mm -hmm. you want those same values where, again, they see the value in you, you see the value in them. And then through different opportunities and positions of trust that you put in each other, it grows from there. And once you do something great or you start to exceed the expectations that were created when you got there or become more of a of – you become somebody else as you develop and grow. In your position, you got your Ph.D., you could have made another move after that. You could have, you know, reanalyzed – what, what was the next best thing for you and you didn't because of that trust had been established. That was very similar to me when I got to advance. I got laid off right when the pandemic hit. Yeah. And um, I had been you know speaking with advance for a little while as far as working there. And I thought at this point, wow, I may not have a job now because of this pandemic. It may be a couple months. And you know this is April 2020. Mm -hmm. We really didn't know what was going to happen. But they didn't. They put their trust in me. From the start, they said, you can start tomorrow if you want. I said, absolutely. Yeah. And and we got down to it. Um, and, and that's the sort of things that you look for in a company like that. Yeah. And I have a similar story. I joined HLW just a couple months before the pandemic. And I was when the pandemic had, I was like, I'm definitely one of the first to go. I don't know anything. <laughs> what am I doing? I, I have no relationship. And they kept me. And they made a space for me. And they gave me something to do. And you're almost forever grateful right. for someone having that faith in you and having that support in you, right? Absolutely. Does HLW only have a New York office or, I mean, international? Do so they have offices all over? Yeah, we're international. We have New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. We just opened up an office in Florida, a second office in California. We have two, L.A. and um, 
Sacramento area. And we have a London office as well. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So you guys, yeah, do global work, huh? A little all over the place. That's oh, great. and Chicago is a up-and-coming one. <laughs> nice. That's great. That's really great. And I want to I wanna talk about this, too, because I know you do this as well. The, um, the beauty of art and architecture mm-hmm. is so cool. And, and when you speak about the different places, um, yeah. you know, and, and obviously a lot of cities are kind of starting to look alike, but there are certain fields. We were talking about before, I mean, Cartagena is an international example, but if you go to different cities around the world, the feel of the architecture there is very different, even in places like New York and L.A. and Chicago and like Austin, for example, in Florida. You know, um, it's really cool to see the different architectural aspects there. Is that one of the things you really enjoy about, you know, the job and work and stuff like that? Do you guys mostly do interiors ground up too? What else? Yeah, we do interiors. We do base building ground up. Um, so we do a little bit of everything. I think naturally because we're in the city, a lot of the work is in in workplace interiors mm-hmm. um but we do do base building ground up and all that good stuff um but yeah i love the differentiation amongst different cities amongst different states because it speaks to the different populations right? and the cultures there it's what those that type of culture this is how they work exactly this is how they thrive right and even within a city like new york you would think oh all the buildings look the same on the outside but we get to see, oh, how a finance firm functions mm-hmm. is so unique and different than how a marketing firm functions or how a tech firm functions. They have such unique wants and needs that it, it makes them so individual and so interesting. It never gets boring. Right. Definitely never gets boring. Right. And see, there's that word again as far as individualism. Right. Um, and that's so prominent in, in today's workplace. And I think that that's a lot of a generational thing that we pushed forward and we are still pushing uh, but yeah, it, it's really interesting, and you're an incredible drawer too. Did did do you did you like have a uh, aspiration to be an architect at all, or like you know you just like to draw? It's just a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> very just, good at it. You're very I just good at it. Brought it into our world, yeah. So if I go to an event or something, I'll take a photo, I'll sketch up the photo, and sometimes I'll send it out to yeah. people. Because like, how often do you get a letter That's in the mail saying. now, right? That's what I'm saying. So I I find it to be one of my little personal interpersonal connection type of points where hey this is something i took out time a lot of what we want from people is their time and energy Mm -hmm. right i took my time and energy to do this for you exactly like here you go and that makes me memorable i'll keep it and a lot of people have like told me hey that's still on my desk from like three years ago it's like those are the the ways the little caveats that people remember you and it's not a game it's like bringing your genuine skills and bringing the genuine things you you enjoy already into your professional world right absolutely because again like you like we were saying before it's not like you're looking for anything in return but you want people to know that you're thinking of them i can't draw so <laughs> i'll just send a thank you note but, <laughs> but hey it's, yeah it's, 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 a, it's the same right exactly you it's put a paper to pen exactly you put pen to paper whatever. how long do those take you uh, too long yeah <laughs> i can imagine right like <laughs> at least 40 hours sometimes because i'll take a lot of breaks yeah and, you yeah know, yeah it's such something you're doing while you're <laughs> slow, slow process a lot of times. God bless you, though. It is really cool. 
Thank it is you. really cool. Well, this has been great, Karishma. I'm glad we did this. This was exactly yeah. what I was hoping for. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Did you have fun? This is so fun. Good, good, good. <laughs> Speaking my solo. That's right. That's exactly what we do for. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this was a great episode. Got to talk about a lot, everybody. Um, we appreciate you for listening. Karishma, thank you again. And we'll see another time. Something, uh, you know, something psychological will we'll come up probably with again. Probably see you tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I probably will see you tomorrow, right. at least some point this week. So, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.